0: Hello friends,
1: I'm Rebecca,
0: and I'm Kenton,
1: this is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast.
0: Doesn't sound quite the same as Crystal, does it?
1: Oh, I like clay.
0: Yeah, I do too. That's life in a yurt.
1: Well, yeah, it's durable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that you can just hear all the
1: nature. I know. The sounds just come right in.
0: All those birds.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait until the whippoorwill gets going oh, yeah. all through the night. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's like relaxing
0: mm, or... Not really.
1: <laughs> I try to imagine it as something else. Yeah. If I say whippoorwill, whippoorwill with it, then I am yeah. toy- I'm a goner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is nice to have this this little bit of time together, having this fancy meal and everything, but...
0: Yeah, it's it's nice.
1: Yeah. You don't seem very relaxed you seem kind of actually almost nervous or something I mean Uh, are you nervous to be on a quote date with me
0: (laughs) no no I'm just I don't know I'm thinking about saber-toothed tigers
1: uh excuse me Uh, you are having a nice quiet meal sans children in the earth with me and you are thinking about saber-toothed tigers what we don't even have saber-toothed tigers around why would you be nervous or worried about them
0: I don't know. I just learned that we're 125,000 calories of yum to a saber-toothed tiger. Can you imagine how our ancestors felt? Oh, man.
1: Seriously, Look, we could worry about anything. I could worry that I'm not saving enough money because I'm not separating the two-ply sheets of my toilet paper into a roll each.
0: Yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah, it's funny. Our minds, they can create stress no matter where we are.
1: You know, they can create stress that's not even true. How many times have you had somebody say something to you and then you go down the storytelling lane and pretty soon it's something completely wacko, It's nice
0: of you to so, in such a convoluted fashion, to reference that, yeah, I'm thinking about saber-toothed tigers and they're not even real anymore. (sighs) I'm just
1: saying, why can't we have our meal? I mean, stress is not a good thing at any point in time and thinking about something that doesn't even exist, what's the point?
0: Yeah, you know, I was learning the other day, actually, that stress, it has a huge effect on our digestion. In fact, (laughs) what stress does to the food that we're about to eat, Mm -hmm. it just makes it so that food basically goes right through our system, in this side and out that side. Oh, that's a
1: great image for me to have over this fancy dinner that we've managed to make. So,
0: if I wasn't stressed, I could enjoy this meal and I'd actually get some nutrition out of it.
1: Well, that would be nice.
0: It's cool though, if you think about it, because imagine that saber tooth. You see it in the woods coming towards you, and all of a sudden, all your blood, all your energy, it goes out to your arms and your legs. This is the the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight response. Okay. Did you know that when that happens, the digestion actually completely shuts down?
1: Wow, I had no idea you had so much knowledge about this or that you thought about saber tooth tigers this deeply.
0: Well, it's something to be thought about because even though we don't have saber-toothed tigers today, everybody basically has chronic stress. All kinds of little mini saber-toothed okay, tigers that are always that gnawing at our
1: feet. I can uh, buy Yeah. that we have lots of mini stressors and sometimes ones that we think are bigger. I mean, people are fearful of losing their jobs. There's all sorts of stuff around there. How am I going to make ends meet? Am I making enough money to feed my family? endless things. Am I going to pass my exam? What am I going to do when I get out of college with the degree that was supposed to help me get a job?
0: Right. Like you're saying, there's tons of stuff to worry about. And most of us are worrying about those things all the time. That doesn't shut down our digestion completely, but it does depress our digestion so that really our food, well, I think it's part of the modern food epidemic, which is that we are overfed and undernourished.
1: Wow, I had never thought about it that way, but I guess if you look at it, you say all of the blood and energy goes away from the digestion. It completely stops. If we are stressing out, think of how many people just watch like the news over dinner. That is enough to stop that digestion or at least partially depress it. slow
0: it down, yeah right.
1: And so, whoa, we're probably not even getting nutrition.
0: yeah, when we think about, When I say slowing down, it doesn't just mean, okay, my body's going to get all the nutrition, it's just going to take longer.
1: Right, instead of five hours, it's going to take ten hours.
0: No, it just means that all that food's going through the system, and it's always going through, you kind of imagine, at the same speed. But the digestion process is slowed down, so that the food, the nutrition extracted out of that, becomes less and less and less.
1: Wow, gosh, now I'm starting to feel stressed.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> probably not the thing to talk about during dinner.
1: Well, no, I want that nutrients to get into my body, but that makes total sense. So you have people who are eating maybe even huge quantities, more than we could generally have in, in previous human history. Yeah, We have all this surplus, and yet, okay, well, modern food is not that great for us in the beginning anyway here. Some of the big sort of industrialized food, I'm thinking, that's got just the sugar, salt, fat combos, that's not doing us any favors. But even if you are eating whole foods and you're stressed, you aren't getting those nutrients. So you're eating, 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 and yet you're gaining weight, but you don't feel good. You feel like yuckiness.
0: Yeah. It's a double whammy. Like you said, the modern food is basically kind of crap. It doesn't have nutrition in it. And then even if we do eat something with nutrition, we're too stressed to get much out of it. And this creates A downward cycle. So food comes into our body and it's going to pass through the gut but it's going through there so fast and the gut bacteria aren't getting a chance to pull anything out of it because we're stressed and we're not feeding any energy to that gut bacteria. The gut bacteria starts to die off and get weaker and then our bioflora is all depressed and we lose our ability to process food further and further it's kind of just cycles down, down, down.
1: Wow, and this makes me think about, this is not a topic for right now, though it would be cool to talk about this. It makes me think of our microbiome and that gut dysbiosis, which is like that leaky gut yeah. wall, which then stuff gets into our bloodstream and you've got illnesses that you've never seen before because mm-hmm. our, our gut is really sad. And the other thing is that there, there's so much, there's, there's our immune system is tied up in our connection to our brain with Mm -hmm. our gut. I've heard a lot of people say, depending on what you're eating, you could have depression and things like that simply because your gut isn't functioning at the level that it should.
0: All these little critters in there going, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm going to pull out nutrients and put them into your body. That reminds me of when
1: (laughs) we were talking to the girls about that kimchi and yogurt and other things have bugs in them. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, Bugs? What do you mean bugs? Ooh, (laughs) gross! And then they, they, well, they've eaten bugs before, so they didn't think of that. But they they more thought, I don't see bugs. And then you were telling them, oh, they're so small, you can't even see them. And then they were asking, well, if I chew them, do they die? And (laughs) they were super fascinated. There's all those healthy colonies in there that really are meant to do their job. And if we're stressed, we're probably wow.
0: They need workouts like every other system in our body. And if they aren't getting that workout, then they get weaker and
1: they start to die off. So, that's also sad. What do, what do we do then? I mean, what's, you can say, don't be stressed. Girlfriend, we gotta get parasympathetic. Parasympathetic? Yeah. Wait, is that the same as what you said before? No, sympathetic. Yeah. Oh, why does science do this?
0: So confusing.
1: Okay, so. Sympathetic Sympathetic. sounds
0: good, right?
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, I sympathize with you.
0: And obviously, it is a good system. It's a very necessary system. It's It's just completely overworked.
1: Yeah, so the sympathetic is the fight or flight. Okay, it's so sympathetic. It's like over-sympathetic, and everything that comes in is like, oh, no, this. Oh, no, that. It's so sympathetic. Okay, so then the parasympathetic, that is, what's a good thing for that?
0: That is, well... Traditionally, sometimes people call it the rest or digest.
1: Mm, or rest part and of our digest. That rest nice. and
0: digest, yeah. Okay,
1: so I'm imagining a parachute, and the parachute is taking me away from the overly sympathetic Wait part of my system. Wait a second,
0: a parachute, what if it fails? No no no, no no, no, no no,
1: ah! no, no. My parachute is safe, and it's taking me down to rest and digest on the ground. Parachute parasympathetic. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to give my mind, anyway, that's just me. I like it. Yeah. So tell me about the parasympathetic.
0: This is that uh, this is our meditative state of mind. Mm. It's our relaxed, aware state of mind. It's the state of mind that, ideally, as human beings, we should be dwelling in 98 percent of the time.
1: It's the state of being that I was in before we started having this conversation.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and you had to bring up saber tooth tigers.
0: Yeah, about that.
1: <laughs> okay, so it sounds really nice.
0: Yeah, and if we were in that, usually, and then that sympathetic kicks in once in a while when there's an actual danger. But really, it's almost reversed in modern humans, where we are dwelling in sympathetic most of the time. For a really relaxing moment, for a lot of us, well, when's the last time we can remember just being in a state of equanimity and peace and relaxation?
1: Around you, that is not all the time. <laughs> what you're are you scared saying? of you're scared of Big Mac wrappers and saber-toothed tigers. Those are
0: dangerous. The Big Mac wrappers.
1: Okay. Well, not the rappers
0: themselves.
1: (laughs) Listen, you're usually a very parasympathetic kind of person to hang around, I have to say. Having you around is very calming to me. But what about everybody else who doesn't have the Kenton in their back pocket?
0: Well, we've got to develop it for ourselves. And, well, there's lots of ways to do that. But before we even talk about parasympathetic, I think we have to get a little bit hard-butt here.
1: I know, hard at double dollar sign.
0: Hard at double dollar sign. Here. I get
1: it at double dollar sign. Right, that spells out what you're I get trying it. to say. Yeah, okay. I, just, okay. <laughs> I like it.
0: <laughs> and that's the getting all parasympathetic. If we're eating hungry man dinners and stuff, Big Macs, Big Macs. There's no food. <laughs> there's no nutrition in oh, that food from the beginning. Okay,
1: okay. So I can see. So even if you are stressed, at least what you're putting in has some nutritional value. So at least what filters into you is going to have some vitamins and minerals and other such things. Whereas if you're just putting in junk, you're really not going to be able to take anything from it. And boy, then you are cruising for a bruising. Yeah.
0: And the trick here is that if we get serious and we say, okay, I am going to start eating whole foods, it will actually begin a cycle that leads you towards more parasympatheticness.
1: Oh, I want to hear about this. How is that possible?
0: Well, we don't think it's possible because let's imagine... You're a single mom, three kids at home. You are working a job and a half. The temptation is you've got to just go get the Big Macs. Hmm. You've got to just go get the Hungry Man Dinners and bring those home. You do not have physically time to cook good food for your family or for yourself. That's what we think. But I think we need to challenge that. We were in the grocery today and I was noticing that WIC, most of those are on fairly nutritious Foods. Well, at least, I guess I was walking through the produce section.
1: I think it's women, infants, and children. women's
0: infants and children, yes. Yeah,
1: and it's trying to help new moms get nutritious food for themselves and their young children.
0: So even if you don't have a lot of money and you're being assisted by the government, you probably can use that money wisely to buy whole foods. So it can't really be about money.
1: It's time more than anything. It's time. I have known some people who have been in similar situations and it is time because then you don't even have time for yourself.
0: But here's the thing. I think if we look carefully, usually we're going to be spending some time, let's say, watching TV or surfing Facebook. Now notice.
1: But wait a second. If I'm that person, I'm like, that's how I unwind. That's how I connect to people.
0: That's how I unwind. And that's what we really feel that sitting down watching that movie or whatever is going to help us unwind.
1: It's probably actually just feeding the sympathetic nervous system, though, if I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to unwind by watching the news.
0: If Whether it's watching the news or a movie, almost all of our media is going to have a lot of drama in it. And that drama, it directly feeds our sympathetic nervous system. So it gets us stressed out.
1: I'm going to guess that you're going to say that eating while watching television or surfing the internet is a bad idea. Horrible. <laughs> I see. Well, so what's that single mom to do? Oh, I mean, I'm gonna jump in and say one thing I really like, and this could go for anybody, is I like to cook with my kids. Now, that's not always possible for everybody, but that would be one thing that you could do is time with your kids could be spent learning about good food, creating a foundation of, of healthy eating.
0: You're seeing something really important here because if I am stressed for time and I find, okay, uh, there's just not time and I've been striving to just get simpler and simpler meals and still there's no time. Like many things in life, we have to look and say, okay, we've been trying to meet it in this way Mm. and you're still stressed out and don't have enough time, so maybe that means there's another way and we have to look at things more systemically. Probably part of that stress is that the children, they don't have good nutrition. Their emotions are going to be out of control. They're going to be hyper. There's not a good connection and communication because people aren't sitting down together. And so, uh, so there's more fights and tension in the family. By saying, let's turn off the TV. Let's mm. get, a, get away from those distractions. Let's sit down together as a family. Let's cook together, like you say. Notice that for us, our eight-year-old and our five-year-old girls, yeah, they can cook with us. They can cook some of their own meals, even for us.
1: Yeah, that's fun.
0: Because we've fostered that connection, and anybody can start fostering that right now.
1: Well, it's very empowering for kids to know where their food comes from, to have a say in how they're going to cook something. And I have to say, I've seen time and time again where our kids have said, I don't know if I go for this mom when I make it but as soon as they make it this salad is the best salad I've ever had I love this salad or whatever food it was that they thought they didn't like as soon as they have an active role in it it becomes something that's important to them and there is a sense of pride in themselves
0: Seeing now that stress derives from non-participation. Stress derives from trying to get things done as fast as you can. The
1: feeling of rushing is really something that I know is a trigger for me.
0: You have a wonderful saying, never rush, that which must be done quickly. True. And it's so real. I could guarantee if our girls get back and we say, okay, girls, we have to really quick get this meal ready because we're going to feed them next, right? Mm-hmm. And then and everything's... Stressed and rushed, it's going to fall apart pretty quickly because they're going to feel tense. Mm -hmm. But if we can come in and move slowly, move deliberately, get rid of those extra distractions like the TV or the Facebook or whatever it is, then we're going to find that over time, there's going to be a a switch over here Mm -hmm. where it's going to feel probably more stressful. But over time, Within probably a week or two, you're going to find, wow, emotions are more in control. People are communicating more. People are more helpful. And that stress and that tension may start to feel diminished. And now you're cooking together. And you're bringing whole foods into your system. You're bringing more nutrition. You've begun to de-stress. And you're bringing in nutrition. That's going to start to regulate uh, everything in a wonderful way. Again, it's going to be systemic.
1: Well, and just the fact that you're taking time to be a model for your kids of what is healthy. Now, not every night might you be able to cook together so i always say set yourself up to win if it's that situation with that single mom and you know tuesday nights are awful because there's basketball practice and piano lessons or whatever have a family day during the week that you prep meals or cook double batches and freeze them and say oh okay that night that's going to be busy that morning i'm going to pull out something from the freezer i'm going to thaw it and it's going to be easy to do
0: that's great maybe you only have a one day weekend or a half day weekend What's your fun thing that you're going to do? It could be all the family getting together and cooking. Something we use is to cook a multi-pot meal. So something that, well, a one-pot multi-meal meal. meal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You see, multi-pot, that doesn't sound quite like us.
0: So this big thing of, let's say chili.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it's chili one night Mm -hmm. and then the next night. So it could be vegetarian and maybe add some meat the next night and have it over noodles. Or maybe you put it over some baked potatoes or you have some chili dogs. You You can can...
0: freeze some and you can have it two weeks later. I don't want to at all downplay how hard it is for that single mom to make it. But again, if if we see things in a long-term way and we see that usually these issues are systemic, then we can make changes that are gonna have a deeper impact. I know for us, we have found there are times in our life when we can just, we can be stressed no matter what, and we make one shift that brings us into taking things more slowly, getting more into the parasympathetic, and suddenly we realize there's a lot more space than we thought was there before.
1: I have a question. Yeah. So we've got the single mom or maybe somebody who has some sort of disability or injury or illness that makes it difficult. But what if you live alone? I've heard a lot of people, I live alone, I don't really, there's no joy in cooking for me, or I'm just going to do something quick because why make a whole meal? Well,
0: there's two routes there. I mean, the one is to just really make eating a pleasurable thing. And you, let's say, turn on some classical music, maybe even light a candle, get a little romantic with yourself. Mm It calms you down, gets you into a relaxed place for that eating. It makes it more pleasurable. But do you remember that Wow in the World podcast episode we listened to with the girls?
1: Um, oh, I do. It was, the one, it was the one where one of the characters was eating her lunch or breakfast or something in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And because there was her reflection. And then they went on to talk about if you... This was mostly especially for older people who didn't eat as much food if they were alone... I remember right now, if you had a mirror, which feels kind of weird, even if you had a photograph of a friend, and you ate while you were looking at that person's picture, etc., you tended to get more out of your meal.
0: Exactly. This was a study that was done, and I think were they just monitoring the self-reported pleasure from eating?
1: You know, I honestly I don't remember the yeah, whole thing. Yeah,
0: I don't think they were. They were looking inside to see what was happening with the nutrition, but. pretty much guarantee if they were they would find that because people were having more pleasure in eating more relaxedness that more nutrition was coming out of that food
1: here's a big thing nowadays there's all these different kinds of when i say diet i don't mean the hollywood diet or the grapefruit diet or some weird random diet like that i mean diet is in whole way of eating no there's keto and there's paleo and there's all these different kinds sometimes if i'm researching i see oh well soy is really bad and then someone else oh soy is really good or dairy is really bad or dairy is really good these nightshades are bad nightshades are good What, what do you do this
0: is tough especially if you switch to a whole food diet because you
1: can't eat anything.
0: We right, we already know that the hungry man dinner is junk. But what about tomatoes? And you'll go online and you'll research tomatoes and you'll find, "Oh, tomatoes, they're in the nightshade family, they are highly inflammatory, they will kill you." Death
1: by tomato.
0: And then you'll read on another site, "Oh, tomatoes are wow, super super good for you. If you actually look, there's more antioxidants and things in there that would far <laughs> outweigh any of Angelic those inflammatory
1: tomatoes. Right. What do you, so what do you do?
0: So the key is, if you're going to eat a whole food diet, you are already taking such a huge step up. And you can play a little mind hack trick here that is going to get more nutrition and health and pleasure out of that food, and that is to do positive research on your food. Hmm. So what I do with tomatoes is I look up health benefits of tomatoes.
1: Oh, I think I see where you're going.
0: Yes. When I look up health benefits of tomatoes, you know, search around in there. You're going to find that website that really just extols all the benefits of tomatoes. And as you read that, and then you sit down and you eat those tomatoes, and you think, oh, these are filled yeah. with lycopene. These are filled with... Ox-
1: Is it lycopene or lycopene? I don't know. Oh, okay. I have always said, not always, but lycopene, for a long... Lycopene,
0: because I like it.
1: Oh. <laughs> And not always said i have for a very long time said somebody should do like the happy sunshine diet where every time you eat a food and we're talking about whole foods here you say oh my gosh i'm having brown rice it's got this this and this in it and on top of the brown rice i am having grilled salmon and that's got this this and this in it And on the side i'm having some roasted brussels sprouts and they have that that and that and we eat the food and as we do we think of all those benefits
0: Do you see what you're doing?
1: What could that do to your brain?
0: So you're creating a pleasurable effect, which brings your parasympathetic nervous system into play, which means that now you're going to digest that food and get more out of it. And likely, you're tapping into the placebo effect, which we know is very powerful. We know that people can know that a pill is a placebo, and it still will have positive effects. That always blows me away. Yeah, we're just learning about this, but it's amazing. But if I eat that tomato I'm thinking about all these positive things, it is extremely likely that I'm harnessing the placebo effect to create even more positive benefits in my body. We can go, we can do that negative research, and guaranteed you can look up broccoli, any any food you want, and you're going to find out how it's horrible for you. Rest assured that if you switch to a whole foods diet, you're doing such a good favor for your body, even if you're not buying organic, I mean, or doing local, what and there's all these things that could make it better. Mm -hmm. Let's just start with just whole foods right? and then positively research them and you are going to be so ahead of the game.
1: Yeah, it's like leveling up. And you can start at the beginning and then have a little journey, make it an experiment and an adventure. And if you are a person who happens to have a sensitivity to something that, well, let's say nightshades, it is going to show up and you'll get to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, so it isn't as though there's going to be this whole confusing thing that you have to figure out right away. Just start eating whole and eat it in a stress-free situation.
0: Often, people will find that sensitivities, those are coming out of malnutrition. Those are coming out of a chronic stress state. So as we increase our nutrition, we reshape our gut flora, we go into our parasympathetic you might see some of those sensitivities begin to diminish or disappear.
1: I've definitely heard that and seen that with several people that I know. And as they heal and regenerate, boy, oh my gosh. Wow, I can have almonds again. It's so neat. Our bodies are fascinating.
0: Another wonderful thing that we can do is get more intimate with our food.
1: Mm, And what do you mean? I'm assuming you don't just mean lighting that candle and having nice music on.
0: No, I mean with the source of our foods. So if I go to the farm where my eggs come from, and I meet the people, and they really love their chickens, and...
1: And you get to feed the chickens! Right!
0: And then, the next day I'm eating those eggs, I'm going to have associations Mm. with those eggs, positive associations. This goes for if you forage your food, or if you garden food, and you find gardening really relaxing. Every time you eat that broccoli that you grew, you're going to have these positive associations which gets you into your parasympathetic.
1: What comes to mind when you're talking about this is Mirabelle and Liliana, who quote, do not like mushrooms. Mm. Yet, every spring and summer, as soon as there's oyster mushrooms or chanterelles or morels or any (laughs) of the wild mushrooms, we gotta go mushrooming. And then, oh, I love mushrooms. And boom, they're gone off the plate before you can blink.
0: That is when we were talking about kids and getting them involved with cooking. The intimacy with cooking. If the kids are involved in cooking the meal, they're way more likely to eat it. And foraging is a great one. yeah, Because kids love to forage, they gather these foods, and some of these greens, I mean, hyper nutritious, but maybe kind of bitter and eh, not quite to modern tastes. Yet, if kids have gathered those themselves, again, they'll be much more likely to eat that.
1: The same goes for harvesting from the garden. Oh my goodness.
0: Kids love harvesting stuff from the garden. And you can be in a city, remember, and there may be community gardens, there might be rooftop gardens. You can container garden right outside on a little teeny porch.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like the joy of even just collecting a few sprigs of rosemary that you've been tending yourself.
0: Changes up a meal, doesn't it? So three important things to remember here. One is that we have to start with a basis of food that actually has nutrition in it. It's really imperative that all of us start thinking about, not just thinking about, actually doing it, switching to a whole foods diet. This modern food paradigm of junk food that is not food, it has no nutrition, it's just putting dead calories into us and doing so... That sounds Yeah. yeah.
1: I like to think of it as juicy versus junk. Yeah, right, just real stop doing the yummy. junk. Start yeah. doing the
0: juicy. It tastes better. It makes you feel better. It will change your whole life, actually, because food affects our mood.
1: So what's number two?
0: Remembering that we have to look at our overall stress. If we're not aware of our overall stress level, we'll be in chronic stress, and that's going to affect our ability to pull nutrition out of our food.
1: We've got to be honest, too, yeah. because maybe you don't have large saber-toothed tigers, but maybe you have the mini kind. So instead of a wolf, you have like a chihuahua, but you have 50 of them. That's more me. All the little tiny pieces, the loose ends that suddenly, I don't know if anybody out there listening has experienced this, but you wake up in the middle of the night and you go, Oh, I forgot the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and that's because there's so many little stressors and they're all building up.
0: Yeah, that's where we're called to take a meditation practice, to start doing things for ourselves more often. Remembering a meditation practice can be that one breath meditation. I'm just going to stop, I'm going to take a single breath, it takes mm. 10 seconds, wow. and then move on with your day. Doing that a few times a day, it'll start to build and it will make a difference. But most important here, that third aspect, is stress while we're eating. Mm. and sitting down to that whole foods meal and finding a way to make it be relaxing is going to be key because if i am upping my stress while i sit there and eat by watching television by having arguments by being in drama whatever it is that is going to create stress in my body all the blood all the energy goes to the extremities digestion shuts down all i'm going to do is satiate my feeling of hunger but all the nutrition is just going to come right out the toilet (laughs)
1: thank you yet again you're welcome (laughs) speaking of thank yous this is a completely different thank you this is a thank you to all our patrons who support us thank you thank you thank you we literally cannot make these without you and it is so delightful for us to get to make these and share them and to hear from other people how you're being impacted what you do in your life it's great great way for all of us to create a whole new culture about the entire world
0: if you enjoy this podcast and you want to help keep it going forward become a patron you can go right to rewildu.com r-e-w-i-l-d-u.com scroll down a little bit there's buttons for paypal and patreon where you can set up a monthly contribution that will help this become a reality
1: And there's all sorts of other stuff on there, information about our classes and our Forest Monk program, our online course. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Speaking of fun, it's time for you to unleash your life. life. (laughs) What's action point number one?
0: Okay, number one is try to make mealtime kind of a sanctified time. Now, you may not have an hour before and after you eat due to time constraints, but that would be the ideal. If it's five minutes before and after, because you just get home from work and then you've got to cook, so be it. But the idea here is within that hour before and after window, try not to engage in TV or other media.
1: Oh no, texting, checking Facebook, watching the news.
0: All that stuff triggers chemicals in our brain that are related to the stress response. And as we do that, we set ourselves up for the coming mealtime in a state of stress, ensuring that no food will be digested. And afterwards, if we are engaging in those things, then the food is sitting in our stomach, we sit down to that movie, and all the energy is flooding out to our extremities again because we're watching transformers beat each other up or whatever
1: (laughs) no I also like to tell the girls while we're cooking that the most important ingredient is love and if you're rushed or you're angry or you're stressed beyond measure even if you're just mildly worried or frustrated that can influence the way our food is cooked and the way it feels in the end and it feels better to me personally to know that I cooked a meal with awareness and love
0: yeah absolutely
1: So, action point number two, could we tack on don't have any triggers at the table?
0: Yeah, it's really tempting to sit down to the table and then you start wanting to talk about, oh, well, here's what happened with my boss and the person in the next cubicle, they just, I don't know. Right.
1: Or, guess what I heard on the way home, you're not going to believe it, but this politician is now going to do this.
0: And that creates a stress response in the bodies of everybody at the table, Mm -hmm. again, ensuring no nutrition comes out. So there are other times to talk about those stress triggers. Eating, make that the time when you sit down and you talk about positive things.
1: I like it. So what's number three?
0: Three. That positive research we talked about. Try this out. Go online when you're going to make a meal. Look up one, two of the ingredients and make sure that you are searching health benefits of. Read up on those And when you're eating that food, think about all that good that it's doing for you. The incredible vitamins, the antioxidants, the nutrition.
1: You know, that reminds me of something that I read someplace. I can't remember where, but the gist of it was before you eat your meal and at least once while you're eating your meal, try to stop and thank your food or at least realize this food is so nourishing and I'm so glad to have this food go into my body and fill me with health. And you you frame your meal that way, and then if you pause partway through, I know it sounds kind of wacky because obviously we have to digest and it takes a while for the nutrition to get spread out. But I I think oh thank you food I feel you in my body nourishing me.
0: I don't think that sounds wacky at all. You are directly hacking into your parasympathetic nervous system there. You're relaxing yourself down. You're making eating more pleasurable, and that. Has a direct correlation with what happens in your gut. That is, it's hard science, baby.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> okay, so action point number four
0: gratitude.
1: Oh, gratitude is such a good one. One of our favorite things. Yeah,
0: it's. We're grateful for you right oh, now. Who we're are so grateful
1: for you. I'm gonna squeeze your little, little teeth. Okay, sorry. I got a little carried away there. Uh-huh. When we sit down to eat, it's usually our evening meal, though we sometimes do it with our other meals, depending on where we are. We do this with guests. We say, could everybody go around and share one thing that you're grateful for? And it's wonderful. It gets conversation flowing about really wonderful, positive, fun things. It reminds you of the abundance that you have in your life. And I really feel that it it rubs off on the food too.
0: It does. That gratitude practice has a mazillion and gazillion benefits but one of them is that it really just tones down our parasympathetic and brings us into a really nice place of relaxation.
1: And of course it doesn't have to be just at the dinner table. You can have a gratitude practice throughout the day and just by doing that you will get yourself into the habit of a gratitude attitude and that of course is also going to help.
0: Number five is eat whole food and I think this really is available to more of us than we think. It might be a little bit more expensive and yes it will take more time but the trade-off in how people feel in the moderation of emotions throughout the house, attention will be better, it just will have so many benefits that will actually make it so that you feel like you have more time in your life. If you're completely stressed out and you do not have time to cook, and it, you just are sure of that, then take a look and say, hey, what I'm doing is not working, and maybe give Whole Foods a try for a month. At The worst, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to continue to be stressed and maxed out. The best thing will happen is that what we're saying is true, and you'll find that over time, more time and energy opens up, and you feel way better and way more relaxed.
1: Mm, I love it. It sounds so good. Are you feeling more relaxed by any chance?
0: I am. I'm not thinking about saber-tooths at all anymore.
1: <laughs> please. Isn't
0: that a Zen thing? Like, try not to think of a purple elephant.
1: Why is it always an elephant? It's always a different color, but everybody always says an elephant. I thought I it was like know. white elephant. No, that's a gift thing.
0: But now I'm thinking about saber-tooths again. Ugh. Oh
1: my gosh, please. <sighs> Henson, we've got to do something. Look down at your plate. Look at the beautiful food that's there. Yeah, and just imagine all of the nutrition going into you. Mm -mm, Where's my fork? Okay, we're gonna stand good. I'm gonna walk you through this bit by bit.